Run to Old Navy this Friday to get sweaters for just 10 bucks for adults, 8 bucks for kids and baby. Better hurry, this incredible sweater deal is just one day only, this Friday at Old Navy. Valid 11-11, select styles and in-stores only. Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. If you have ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. I am your host, Patty Porter. My guest hosts, Dina Zametta and Stephen Kotev, along with our guest experts, We'll share our experiences, raise your awareness, and give you food for thought. We will share with you problem-solving strategies, no matter what your situation is. At work, with neighbors or friends, family, or partners, tune in or join in the conversation every Tuesday evening. Listeners, I am your host, Patty Porter, and we continue with our series on managing everyday conflicts in love and relationships. In today's episode, oops, we did it again, how to prevent hot disputes from boiling over in your relationships. I have with me our guest, Magic Tansky, and it is spelled M-A-C-I-E-J, Tansky, T-A-N-S-K-I. K-I. And Magic is with Partners Poland Mediation Center, and he'll bring some examples of conflict escalation and a handful of tips on how to prevent it. Now, we've all had this experience. You feel the conflict, it's getting hot, and you just cannot do anything to prevent the innocent exchange of opinions from boiling over and blowing up like a lump of lava thrown out by a volcano. And it hurts because it happens with people important to you, with whom you have a family, neighbor, or work relationship. We will discover what it takes to keep focused during hot discussions and be aware of the other person's and our own hot buttons. So again, Magic Tansky is from Warsaw, Poland, and I was blessed to meet Magic at the Association for Conflict Resolution annual conference in Rito, Nevada last year. And honored he is here to share with you his experience and expertise. Now, Magic is a mediator, trainer, and conflict consultant leading the Partners Poland Mediation Center. And for the last 15 years, he has been helping people in conflict to find their own way out without losing face. He mediates marital, family, and divorce disputes, as well as business ones, especially in family-owned businesses. Magic consults and coaches couples, parents, or co-workers on conflict prevention and resolution. He is also a trainer in mediation and social skills who designed and conducted workshops for thousands of civic and business leaders. Magic, welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. Hi, hello, Patty. I'm very honored to be with you today. Well, I'm excited, and I'm excited that Brad Heckman from the New York Peace Institute, he's been on the program a couple of times before in the past, introduce us, so I feel really, really honored as well. So let's get into these hot, sizzling issues. What are some of these very hot, common issues that couples face? Well, you know, we are just moving across many minefields. Uh, one is money, the other uh, is children. 
um, our expectations about the roles we play in our relationship. Um, sometimes also other people, like for example, um, at least in my culture, mothers-in-law, um, some extramarital affairs. Uh, yes, so there are many um, areas or fields that um, bring hot issues which undermine our relationships. And, they, and it doesn't matter whether we're, you know, folks, we're talking about whether we're in a, in, in a marital relationship, maybe it's a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship, but especially in uh, spousal relationships, as you say, uh, there's a number of those minefields. And minefields, that's a, such a powerful word. Well, it's, it's about every relationship, actually. Uh, today we're going to focus mostly on spousal or marital relationships, uh, there is, um, you know, one thing common that, um, well, some people uh, agree that uh, conflicts or uh, arguments or quarrels are natural to every relationship. And uh, it's nothing uh, unnatural and nothing strange that people have such arguments um, day after day. But other people... Um, feel it differently. They feel that with each and every argument or quarrel between them and people they love, uh, their relationship deteriorates and they fear that at the end there would be a disaster. Um, like, uh, so the volcano will blow up and uh, there will be only fire and uh, ruins and nothing to, you know, to, to, to really care of. So, um, so I am I, I, working to I'm working with both type of, types of people and relationships. And uh, uh, because in one marriage, in one spousal relationship, you may find both kinds of people, those who think it's natural and those who are scared about every conflict, every uh, quarrel or argument they, they have. You know, I'm so glad that you said that, uh, Magic, because, um, you know, it, what, brought it, what brought up for me is two days ago, my husband and I were watching a movie um, on the Hallmark Channel. Now, in the United States, Hallmark is, the, you know, where all the love cards, and they're, they're known for putting all these cards out that you purchase and give to your spouse or your loved one. Or uh, And so, they, so the movie was called Love is Complicated, and it was all about uh, the couple – um, being uh, in a conflict, in a conflict avoidant relationship. And so the woman, the spouse, she kept saying, we're not in conflict. We don't have conflict. And the husband's like, you're avoiding conflict. I'm sending you to conflict management class. And so the whole course was her saying, you know, I don't have conflict. I don't argue with him. When in reality, there was conflict. She just was avoiding it. She was so afraid of it. And that can also lead to very destructive uh, part of the relationship. So I'm glad that you said that, you know, conflict is natural, and it's really about how do we manage that 
effectively and constructively, even if you're afraid of it and you don't put it out there and you're, you know, you're, and you're, you're not arguing. So it's how do we manage that and how do we look at it differently? So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And so that's Love is Complicated. It was a movie. It was a great movie. So what have you discovered in, in these differences in how we look at conflict in relationships? What have you discovered are differences in how men and women cope with difficult or problematic issues in their relationships? Oh, well, that is a huge area of reflection and um, observations. So I, I just want to make probably very, very few of them now. Mm, well, first, I mean, it's a commonplace, but it is something that most women um, listen and talk a little bit differently than men do. So on this, along this line, there is a lot of um, misunderstandings and um, sometimes even quite serious. Um, so usually um, men are a little bit uh, deaf for some kind of messages women put into uh, their words. So they take it more on a factual level and they a little bit uh, ignore um, the relationship level, which is included into almost every message, especially in a spousal relationship. Mm. In, and there are also, of course, some uh, cultural differences. Um, I mean, there is, <laughs> you may find a whole library uh, written uh, in gigabytes about uh, <laughs> differences. Uh, so I, I, I'm not pretending that I will tell you now in one sentence the whole truth about it. But it is that people from different cultures, different level of cultures, even in one country, uh, even in Poland, which is a, a more one of the most homogeneous countries, because we practically don't have minorities, a very tiny minority. Uh, and even though there are, there are differences, uh, social differences, in, in the way how we communicate. I mean, only this, not any economical differences. That's obvious. And that, that's why when people from different uh, cultures uh, meet in one relationship, because they love each other, and they, they are attracted to each other, after some time, usually, let's say, two or four years, um, they start to uh, look at themselves in a different way. And then it might be a serious crisis in their relationship because um, the enchantment time is gone, and uh, now is the time for very practical uh, negotiations, how to live with each other for the rest of your life, or at least for a long time. Mm, especially when there are kids, when uh, people really work hard to um, meet their ends, and etc. yes? 
Yes, well, and I, I would imagine that the cultural differences, even even in within one country, as you said, but let's say they're even from two different regions of the country or two different countries, I imagine the cultural difference could be expectations around how we raise children, uh, expectations about what a man's role is in the relationship versus a female, you know, a female's role in the relationship. So there, you know, I was asking you for a specific cultural difference, but, you know, that could probably take the whole uh, show and more uh, to talk about all the different cultural differences. It might just be better uh, to look at a specific example, and you and I have just a little bit of fun role-playing. Would you like to do that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to play the wife, of course, and then you'll play, you'll play my husband. Um, okay, so let me think. Um, okay. Honey, you know, I don't really have anything to wear with my best friend's wedding coming up. What are you saying? I guess uh, your wardrobe is full. Please, let's have a look. Oh, you, you see, we have this dress and the other one, and green one and blue. Oh, I like it very much, and the red one. Mm -mm. I can't wear any of these. These, you know, it's a special wedding, you know, for my my best friend, and, and none of these are appropriate to wear. What do you mean appropriate? I mean, they are quite new. I think we bought. Uh, well, when was it? A month ago? Yeah. Uh, when we bought this green one, uh, is it not appropriate for your best friend? What do you mean? Uh, that's not what I mean. I mean, really, I just don't have any new, anything new from you or special from you. I mean, really, something very special from you. I mean, honey, I mean, we, we, we went to a shopping center and we, you know, looked together and uh, you chose something, so I paid for this. I mean, is it not okay? What do you mean? Mm. We are not, you know billionaires so that we can buy the whole Walmart. That's only good for work. I mean, it was nice, but it's really just appropriate for work. Look, look, don't, you know, forget it. I'll, I'll just figure it out. Uh, how you wish, but, you know, if you need something, you know, we may go again, yes, and you're gonna, you will choose and, okay, if it's okay, then I will pay. It's not a problem, really. Well, only if you think it would be really extra special. I mean, it, it would have to be extra special. If if, if you want to, you know, spend something on me uh, because you, you know, you love me, you find me extra special, then uh, I guess we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. So sometimes those conversations happen you know what do you think my listeners and, and and magic what do you think might be happening here what's the dynamic that's going on here because you did say that men are deaf uh to, now now we're not stereotyping listeners we're not saying all men but we're sure. we're saying that they, they listen differently and they might be deaf to the message or the uh they focus on the factual and not the kind of underlying social relationship message so what do you think's going on here Oh, yeah, you're right. It's, it happens really very often that um, husbands, men, I mean, when they hear such a question as you asked me, then they try to quickly focus and focus and, and answer 
as exactly as possible. Uh, so they start to count dresses in your wardrobe and uh, yes, and recall how many times and for how many dollars they they bought you this and that type of um, of dress. Um, but they in this case, you remember what was this very specific what were the very specific words that you used and I didn't hear the first and probably also at the second time properly? So for me, as playing the wife, I mean, I use some words like special, you know, using, you know, buying something yes. new. But what was even more important, listeners, is what is it I'm not saying in my verbal words, but what is it my tone and my attitude is saying? And that's exactly. what's missing, right? Exactly. There were two things missing, I mean, that I missed. One was that you stressed to get something very special from me for you, mm -hmm. and I ignore it as if you you didn't <laughs> say that. And the second was that you uh, lowered your tone. You started to speak a little bit and more slowly, and also I didn't notice that you. Um, came down to more intimate level, not a, you know, uh, factual level that you look at your <clears throat> cabinet, your wardrobe, and you didn't see anything appropriate. But actually, the address was a pretext, was um, um, a bite, actually, <laughs> only to, to start, and not to start talking, but actually to express by you a kind of... Um, Maybe small frustration, maybe some sadness um, that it's been so long and you didn't receive anything, especially from me. Meaning, I don't love you as I used to before. Yes. And you feel it. Yes, it's that, it's that, you know, does he still care about me? Exactly. Does he, does he love me? He hasn't bought anything, you haven't bought anything new for me, anything special uh, you know, so there's that hidden message behind you haven't bought anything, and you're thinking, well, we were just at the mall last week, uh, last month, and <laughs> wasn't that good enough? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, don't you hear the point? <laughs> but I'm I'm coming down softly, right? You notice that that my voice, you know, mm -hmm. was coming really, like you said, intimate and soft, and I'm just like uh, kind of backing down. He, oh, he's not hearing me. Uh, and uh, and so that that's very interesting um, about how how are we listening to each other? So you said one exactly. thing that people do is they listen, or men often will listen to facts. What else? Well, uh, well, I would say that that um, in every message, uh, probably there are at least four levels. One about facts, like like we. <laughs> We experienced it uh, a while ago, and the second about what a person um, is saying about him or herself. Is she disappointed? Is she tired or sad or whatever? And how she, in this case you, see our relationship? Well, you, you, you indicated, but non-verbally, that there is something that uh, makes you insecure or uncertain or 
um, waiting for a clear signal from me that everything is okay and I really do care about you. At the fourth level, what exactly do you expect from me to do? And sometimes men miss this fourth level. So they expect that, okay, so tomorrow I will go to a shopping center, I will buy you something. Uh, it is not about practical things. It is about kind of surprise. Uh, it's about thinking by heart, not by brains. And then making the other person at the center of, of your current life. And just making her know that, yes, you are in the center of my life, in spite of the fact that I'm very busy with my job, very busy with my car, very busy with my children, with my etc. Yes, but still you remain in the center. This is the main message. And if you forget to convey this message from time to time, almost each day or as often as possible, then uh, especially men, they get a little bit faster death. Death for this type of messages from their spouses. Mm. And that's what I observed. And in my job, it becomes one of the first um, red lights, actually, uh, for the relationship. That's people just simply, they should start to talk more openly about themselves, about their relationship, in order to preserve it. Yes, yes. So what was interesting, um, and we're going to go into this, and in fact, let me just let listeners know you are tuned in to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program, and we do invite you to follow us on Blog Talk Radio. I'm speaking with Magic Tansky with Partners Poland Mediation Center about containing those hot matters in relationships that can often explode. And what we were just talking about is, you know, Magic was talking about these four levels of how we listen and communicate. And the first is typically with facts. Uh, what is the person saying about themselves uh, in the message non-verbally? You know, are they sad, disappointed? What are you hearing in that tone? You're also listening for how uh, do I see uh, the relationship, and again, a lot of this is done uh, in nonverbal ways, and what is the expectation, and so your, your key message so far has been, how do you convey that heart-centered message that you're conveying in the relationship, so it's not just about listening, but it's about how are we talking about the relationship and these expectations. So coming back in, Magic, let's. what are some strategies then um, especially strategies so that we handle this before they blow up like a, a like a volcano uh, that can create. So one of the strategies you're saying is how do we have these heart-centered uh, conversations and have these uh, messages? So what are some other things uh, specifically that folks can do in their relationships? Well, first, first one I would say is attentiveness. Mm, so even if um, a complaint uh, seems to be very minor and detailed and like a bag you know. uh, please uh, be attentive and imagine that it is not without reason then 
that uh, this complaint or these words or kind of small sadness appears in this moment. And if we focus on this, maybe we can discover something um, broader, some, some really worth interest and discussion. And uh, when, you know, it's about the art of listening. We always hear about it. But the art is quite simple. Um, when, when, you, when you listen, listen to the person and not to yourself and try to decode the message on these four levels about facts, about what it says about your spouse, about how she or he sees your relationship and what she or he expects from you. It doesn't have to be only one level. Sometimes there are two or even all four in one sentence. Then, um, um, so don't criticize it, don't reject it. Take it as it is and try to talk and, and first understand, then talk what is inside. Dig in. Um, then when you... <clears throat> When you uh, talk with each other, try to reply on the subject. So not to expand the quarrel, the argument, the discussion subject on other issues. It is very common that we start to talk. Uh, you know, um, you know. I remember that a month ago you did it this to me and that to, and I answered this way and you answered this way, and then nothing could be really finished <laughs> and grasped uh, as it is. So please focus and reply on the subject, not expand the subject of discussion for other issues un unless until you finish the one that you started with. And of course, uh, do not generalize, uh, meaning that avoid saying, uh, because you always, because you never, I can never count on you when I need you. Yeah, talk about specifics and, and try to be as concrete to about events or numbers as possible. Generalizing closes the way to any change uh, for, for your spouse. Well, then um, don't criticize the other person, but his or her behavior or words, specific words. I know it's uh, many people um, repeat this um, again and again, but um, you cannot find um, more truthful <laughs> commandments than this one. Um, you know, if you criticize the whole person, then it builds a wall between you and, and him or her. And then to dismantle this, this wall is very difficult and it takes a lot of energy it's much easier to focus on one issue, on one behavior, on one sentence or an event, and not to judge, but try to find a solution to a specific problem. Showing your partner that you, uh, that you have a better opinion of him or her as a human being, we make him or her only to defend himself or herself, which usually ends up in attacking the evaluator, meaning us. So I would rather um, discourage you from doing this. And also, it's very hard to change a person. 
it's much easier and more likely to change some specific behavior in some specific situations. So let's start with small steps and then maybe we can find a common way, common road to uh, bigger um, goals, more broader goals. Generally, people, when they are criticized, they, they feel or they understand, they get a message, I do not accept you. And when we hear this kind of message, then it's very hard to listen to anything that goes after. So, um, again, uh, it's it's okay and it's easier also for women, usually or stereotypically, to talk about your emotions when you are, you know, in a difficult spot, in a difficult situation. Uh, of course, you do not necessarily have to behave emotionally to convey what you feel. Uh, but you may say, I am concerned, I am really mad at you when you do this and that, or, you know, I'm so sorry that I touched you, that I did this and, this and that. So to, to give your partner some time to reflect and respond appropriately. Um, so a lot of really, really good strategies here. <clears throat> I mean, the biggest messages that I was hearing in a number of those strategies for both this, in the relationship, male and female, is one, really being open to discovery, which means if you're open to discovery and being curious, you are fully listening and being present with that person in front of you. And I love what you said. How do you start to learn how to decode the message um, and really breaking down the problem so that you're not looking at all these issues from 15 years ago or three years ago. Just focus on one issue, as you said, um, and a lot of really good things in terms of really digging deep, being curious, and that discovery is asking questions. Um, not generalizing, not criticizing, some really, what is the one, and it's it's hard to pick just one, but is there really one that just is like, like you do it every time, uh, that like it's the key uh, to that discovery? Is there any one strategy right now, either one you've already said or another one that you haven't said that's just really sticking out for you right now? Yeah, thank you for this question. I would add a new one, actually. Maybe because it was for me um, kind of discovery when I figured it out to understand what the raised voice really means. Mm. And I, I found out that many times, especially men, complain that they cannot stand their wives, their spouses screaming, shouting on them, etc. And especially you know, raised very you know, pity voice. Uh, but I would say that uh, when your partner screams, or when it's a man who uses, you know, he, his male power, yes, and he says in a very powerful, loud voice what he really thinks, how the world is, uh, usually it indicates powerlessness. And the person looks for any... <laughs> um, uh, for a way to, to, to find you know, um, a weapon uh, to strike back. Mm -hmm. So the less sure he or she feels, the louder he or she 
shouts, cries, says, yes. So try to understand what this uncertainty means, why the person started to raise his or her voice. And uh, then you, you may answer, for example, um, I see that you are moved when I said that you are lazy. Well, please, I, I do not really mean it. The problem is that when I feel you know, tired, and I would like you to take some responsibilities from my shoulders. It happens almost every day. So saying that you're lazy, I wanted, you know, to motivate you to help me. We may discuss whether this kind of motivation is really effective, but it happens, you know, <laughs> with people that they um, raise their voice, they because they t told it, they said it, not 10, but hundreds of times before, and nothing changed. Mm. So, so finally they explode, yes? Yeah. And it is the least effective way to do anything, by the way. <laughs> so, one, so what you're really, what you're, in, in hearing what you're saying is, one, there are terms that people use, like lazy, for example. Um, that are loaded in meaning um, and, and very and, and it could be very negative uh, you know so some people would definitely take events of being called lazy when in their minds they feel like they're working very very hard and yes. yet the intention behind the person saying lazy is why well, I, I thought I was motivating you <laughs> and and like you said uh, is that really working <laughs> over the last 10 years and you called me lazy did that really motivate no so part of it is again that discussion that real open discovery type of question that says, is this really working for you or the other person? And having, now hopefully the idea, you know, as a mediator, we have these, these conversations with couples uh, or other types of relationships. But the idea is to start for you, empowering you, listener, to start having these conversations, trying something new. Um, and in fact, Magic's going to give you an assignment for the week because we are uh, at the close now. And so, Magic, what is um, something that you would like to give our listeners to take the next step, to do something different? What would you like to give to them? I would like you to try very light and funny um, technique uh, of being together in uh, uh, problematic situations. Um, and it, it seems to me quite safe for everybody. Uh, it is called the enchanted. Mm, so the, the idea is to meet the expectations or desires of your partner without the necessity of changing yourself. And uh, you may agree with your partner to cast a spell for each other for a limited time, let's say for a day. So the person acts in a way desired by you and vice versa. So, for example, uh, let's say, Patti, for one day I enchant you in a wife who does not ask me, darling, who just call you to your mobile? <laughs> and you may, <laughs> may say, Machi, for one day I enchant you in a husband who calls me from work and asks how my days goes, how I feel. 
am I happy? Am I tired? <laughs> so shows me real genuine interest. <laughs> I love that assignment, Magic, because this would be something I would try with my husband, Robert. So I'll have to think about what's, what good spell I want to cast upon him. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes both ways because he gets to cast a spell on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we, we may find out what is really important from the other person uh, by listening to his or her uh, enchantments, <laughs> I mean, words. Um, I also think and encourage you to start with something um, pleasant and not very serious, so, mm. and not too general. Uh, you, so I don't want you to, to, to enchant your wife to husband, uh, be a good husband for one day. Well, this is mm. not specific mm. enough. Find out something uh, more specific and achievable for for your spouse, and I guarantee that you both might have a lot of fun. Well, and I would encourage you, listeners, too, that if you decide to take on this challenge uh, and and have some fun with it, you know, uh, write your comments in our uh, TexasConflictCoach.com website and let us know how that goes. Or uh, you can use Facebook and also, uh, you know. Um, comment on how that uh, exercise went. I think that Magic and I would love to hear how that goes for you. I love enchanted good spells, fun spells. So, uh, Ma Magic, where can people find you? What would be the best way for them to uh, find you uh, on the web? Mm, our Polish website, which also has uh, an English site, um, is uh, www mediatia.org which and the, the middle word uh, is spelled m-e-d-i-a-c-j-a dot org so I invite you to uh, visit this, this site and uh, I, I prepared uh, an English language version of some uh, advices for those spouses who are uh, suffering from arguments, quarrels, and do, know, do not know how to prevent them and how to cope with them when they happen. Wonderful. So M-E-D-I-A-C-J-A dot org. And for those who aren't familiar, because I was, I was sharing with someone on your website, that uh, they just click on the right-hand side. It says English. If you want the English version, click on English, and then it converts, uh, and you can read that very easily. Some really good information there. Uh, so we're coming to our close, Magic. And what final message would you like to leave with listeners? My final message would, would be twofold. One, don't be afraid of conflict. Treat it as, as, a, as a doors to be opened to something unexpected and probably also something good, which is outside uh, of these doors. Just have the courage to open the doors, but carefully. Do not... Um, please try try to be cautious and especially about your spouse and um, delicate and soft. Uh, when you do it like this, you may find sometimes a very beautiful garden outside your home doors. 
Oh, I love I love that metaphor of cultivating your garden and and being courageous. Thank you so much for having some fun with me uh, today and with our listeners and educating them with some great strategies and ver- things that really resonate with people that we deal with on a regular basis. Thank you so much for being part of our program and our family. Thank you, Patty, very much for inviting me to this um, excellent uh, program and. Uh, I'm wishing you, you, Robert, and uh, all the listeners, good luck in their everyday spousal conflicts. Please (laughs) cultivate your garden. It will give you beautiful and tasty fruits. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can find all of our podcasts archived to listen at your convenience at Texas Conflict Coach. or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can also become a Facebook fan of Conflict Connections or Twitter me at TX Conflict Coach. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Run to Old Navy this Friday to get sweaters for just 10 bucks for adults, 8 bucks for kids and baby. Better hurry, this incredible sweater deal is just one day only, this Friday at Old Navy. Valid 1111, select styles and in-stores only.